Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the Gilcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Knowing. For the third week in a row, panic-swapping losers who have terrible teams at 2 o'clock in the afternoon they took your money again for maybe the first time in the history of this show. I truly do not recall this ever being the case before I stood Pat. My team was in a great spot. My team got there. I won, took people's money, but Sammy, I looked at your team and I said, buddy, you got to swap. I looked at Nate's team laughing my ass off at Nate's team. Just, Nate's, just, Nate's goddamn team was an abomination. Just, just chuckling. I, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know what kind of drunk, mole rat put this team together but nate you have one option there's one thing you can do to draw live and that is to swap to rain dakota prescott and cd lamb i wish i knew cd's real name and buddy you did it you swapped you did and i think the thing that is bailed sammy's down to swap whatever like if someone tells him to swap he's probably yeah bitch let's go nate i think the fact that your team was so dead like if you were close, because you don't like. To oh, swap. if I, yeah, if I was close, I wouldn't have swapped. So like yeah. the fact that I was so dead, I was looking at swaps that I was like, I mean, I was so dead. I was literally contemplating like, do I just fade the entire game and go like Aiden McConnell and or Aiden O'Connell and Devonte and leave thousands of dollars on on the table? Like I was so dead, but it was just a perfect swap to CD and uh, CD and Dak because all I had left was Jalen Hurts and Adam Thielen. So, Un- Believable. This dude plans his whole Sunday around playing Adam Thielen. At honestly, do you think Adam Thielen, even in peak Minnesota, do you think he was ever seventy five hundred even at in no, peak no, Minnesota? Adam no. Thielen. I don't really think no, this don't really price. Think that this he was. price. This price was insane. There's no way. <laughs> and you were just like, buddy, I <laughs> but... can't wait to buy the pico top on thirty five year old Adam Thielen and Bryce Young. <laughs> Nate, Nate just Nate just bought like you know. 30k Tyler Hero card and he's like, well, oh, yeah. you know, I think the, I think the price was pretty high, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because oh, I mean dust ball some yeah. like 30 33 year old white receiver and Nate's like, I'm gonna make this guy the centerpiece of my DFS team. Like, let's go all the money to Nate. All oh right. my god, Nate, okay. this was an abomination. We got to get into the scores. Whirling Dervish, who. Did make some mistakes, but ended up just late swapping into, again, the stone nuts. Late swapping onto CD's nuts. 142.86. 
Nate one twenty seven point eight six. That should tell you how bad Nate's team is. That he swapped into seventy five combined points <laughs> from CD and Dak, and he got to one twenty seven point eight six. And no, I got to one thirty one. Didn't I? This is what no. this is what this is what you have in our three man. I, I no, don't know sir. if you did something else. Um, and then did, I did was the at, CSV not upload, Nate? Oh no, it was one twenty seven. Okay, yeah, I was looking. At and I, I had one twenty four point one eight. I'm sitting there at the end of the noon games, being like, "These idiots! Like they're so dead! Like I, this is going to be a great show. I'm going to dunk all over them." I did get there. I actually noticed that I, uh, the some of the massive double ups my team was either chopping or didn't get there but wednesday on the swole cast people started chirping me in the chat being like how you know uh, up to what dollar level will you accept the head-to-heads and i was like okay well accept the 109 against anyone you know and up to 535 if i think you're bad and people were just shipping me and this was the most volume i played all season oh my god were, get me get me back on the swole cast people, that sounds like good, were good action me People were shipping me invites Wednesday until this morning, and I'm just accepting all of them. And uh, I, I only oh. lost one game above $50 this week. So full transparency, my team uh, obviously could have been better. I actually late swapped against the guy in a 109 because he played fucking Rashad White and just had me in jail. He didn't play Singletary, and he played Rashad White. Had me in jail, swapped. My God to Dak and CD against him and beat him on the last catch that oh, as time expired. Last windmill. Last no, Man. I needed that last catch too. That last catch put me. Yeah. I mean, I needed that last drive. Uh, I, so, did, I did not, but, uh, but it was still nice to just get some extra CD lamb points. Cause man, what an alpha. Okay. So these were the, the, the loose locks of the slate. There were three quarterbacks who you could play at, at lock. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and I thought Dak Prescott was in play. It put you in a weird salary range with Dak, though, in terms of what you were doing with that extra money. I think some people who ended up showing up with him at 4 o'clock, though, like they they planned on that, and I think it was fine. There were five running backs who were in play. Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary, Josh Jacobs, Bijan Robinson, and actually, I think that's it. There's only four, right? Was there Was there another one that was in play? No, thought, it was it was I thought, White, was, I thought White and Jacobs were both in play. Oh Jacobs. yeah, S- Jacobs, Singletary, Kamara, Jacobs, Bijan, and Jonathan Taylor. Everyone else was under twenty five percent. Those were, I think, the five who were in play. Demario Douglas, Stonelock, he was eighty five percent owned. Uh, now Terry McLaurin should not have been viewed as a lock, and we can talk more about that in a second. But the field treated him that way. Then you had to make the decision between AJ Brown or C.D. Lamb is your most expensive guy, or if you are Nate, and apparently 38 to 40% of the field defending on the double up, you you chose Adam Thielen. So um, just imagine looking at C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown and being like, no, I'm taking... I'm taking Adam Thielen. I'm that's, taking that's I'm taking the guy. crafty guy. I'm taking the veteran the veteran version of Hunter Renfro, and I'm going to put my American dollars down now, on this. We can, we'll get to that in a second. Now, weirdly, I thought this was the strangest most interesting wrinkle of the slate compared to all of the slates we played any site that you ran the optimal etr roto grinders for four wherever you were getting tj hawkinson in the optimals right and to me it just seemed terrible there were just so many variables like jaron hall it ended up being like the most exciting game of the day because josh Dobbs came in 
It just was like that game projected to be kind of slow. Obviously, it didn't end up being that way. But the Hawkinson teams, to me, it didn't seem that great because we had Njoku, we had Schultz, we had Ferguson, we had Pitts. I was in into McBride, but he ended up getting out. I just thought there were so many potential plays there at tight end that sacrificing one of A.J. Brown or CeeDee Lamb to play Hawkinson felt terrible. Insane. Insane decision. No, 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 no. Yes, I don't think it was insane. I think at the end of the day, the way that a tight end gets his volume is very different than a wide receiver who gets his volume way downfield. I don't think, um, I don't think this quarterback thing hurt Hawkinson as much as it would have hurt a Jefferson or something like that. The like a tight end becomes a safety valve for a bad quarterback like that. And it's not, I don't think, where... I think that's just something people say. I don't think that's true. Yeah, This is, this is a, this is a, a, a boots did, uh, on, on boot? in the dirt take from Nate, which is just like so bad. Did, Nate, did Cole Komet do anything today? Did Cole Komet do anything today? Did, yeah, uh, I think he, I, mean, I think he did. Just, Cole, just, Cole Cole had two, he had two because targets. Dust ball, just caught two dust ball quarterbacks can't get the ball downfield to these deep threat wide receivers. And so what they do is they take these dump offs to either, uh, running backs running flank routes or your tight ends. And Buddy, so, you got to watch. You got to watch the film. I don't know if you saw what Cole Komet did down the field, aka Randy Moss style. Just so everybody knows, Nate spent the first hour before lock texting us that we're idiots for not playing Hawk. Hawk is going to separate. Hawk is going to yeah. be the game breaker, like this and that. And then, like two minutes before lock, we get a text, and Nate goes. I don't think I can do it. I'm swapping and he gets off. What, no, what's, what's weird though, is what team did Nate possibly have if he already had Thielen? So if he yeah, shows what? up, if he, if he shows up with Thielen already and a punt tight end, what Nate, what team did you have? Uh, it was a Baker team. <laughs> Oh, the people got robbed. Man. I know the people got, I, I was, I was legit going to roll out a Baker Jacobs, uh, a Baker, Jacobs, Singletary, AK, and uh, Thielen team. Nate, you are the world's greatest living coward for yeah. not playing that lineup. I The people are absolutely robbed of what essentially could have been the best skill cast of the year. Holy shit, bro. Nate, you I, played... I was this close. If I don't no, have as you much know the funny thing is? props, I would have. <laughs> Nate, Nate would have he would have not been able to swap he he would have just been sitting there and he I would, know, I would have sitting, there, sitting there with Baker <laughs> and Adam Fields. <laughs> if if you guys can find his name it's Nate N on DraftKings like he is open for business you got to do it yeah you won't be able to find him and then a defense uh about 60 to 70 percent of people played the Giants that's who I played uh, the Packers, which I thought were good. I thought the Packers defense was good. It just didn't have the salary for it. The Patriots, I actually thought was better. Again, didn't have the salary for it. And that is that is pretty much what people did. Now, the main thing that I did different from you guys was I did not play Alvin Kamara and I did not play Bijan Robinson. Robinson. Which... I played Jonathan Taylor straight up over him. And I thought it was more important to get to AJ Brown, then this B. John Robinson thing, I need to just fully take it out. This is ridiculous. The fact yeah. that I played the backup running back for the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, literally, Tyler Algier is the guy who gets all of the 
all of these touches near the red zone. I don't know what I'm thinking playing Bijan Robinson. It's just wish casting based on talent, which is like the opposite of what I do. And I played him in cash games over a Josh Jacobs. I like there is, I'm in shambles. I cannot believe I played Bijan Robinson in cash games. You know, I, I also played Bijan Robinson and you know, like you get into this weird vortex before lock where you're like looking at the spreadsheets and you're looking at the projections and this stuff. And you totally forget that Arthur Smith is his coach. Like you, it, it, it's out of your mind and it's like, Oh my God. And then the game starts and you're like, Oh, there's Corderell with a, with a reception and there's Algier and Oh, Johnny Smith is getting downfield looks. And you're like, Holy shit. Why did I play Bijan Robinson? What have I done? And, and this is exactly how I felt. I also played Bijan. Like my decision was essentially Bijan and the Packers defense or Taylor and the Giants defense. Yep, I looked at that too, and I was like, you know what? And I played I played Bijan, I think, in every tournament lineup, so it's not that I don't get the genesis of it. It's just that I was like, bro. In cash games, know. it's unfathomable. It, it's literally unfathomable that I did it in cash games. I, I In tournaments, it's one thing because, yeah, the efficiency and, yeah, obviously his talent is undeniable. But with Algier there, what am I thinking? I mean, Josh Jacobs literally. It's not, it's, I think you shouldn't focus so much on Bijan in a vacuum. What are you thinking? It's why didn't you play Jonathan Taylor for $300 more? Well, because I think Jonathan Taylor was similar wish casting to Bijan. It's just, no. it didn't turn out as bad. No, yes, he played, we a, don't he played know a season this one. high. He played a season high in snaps last week and he he got all the ball. He got like 30, 25 touches this week. Buddy, last week he got, he got one touch after halftime. Don't you remember? He was dust in the second half. He did not. Because he, he got hurt. talking about? He no, got he didn't. Came up no, he didn't. No, he didn't. They literally said there was no injury. It was no, I literally, literally trying to get guys. Zach you want to know? You want to know how deep in the lab I was this morning trying to de- decide this two v two? I'm literally on the athletic reading articles from the team beat writers about like what's what's the deal? Why isn't Jonathan Taylor playing? And they that they did a whole article about what happened to him in the second half. And basically, the way the coaching staff explained it is they said he came up gimpy on that run. And Moss was just, you know, handling the stuff, but he was still out there on pass protection. That's what Taylor I'm saying. Was. He wasn't hurt. So it it was, it is something that like knowing that's in the range of outcomes that he can just like healthy, not get workload. That's not in J- Josh Jacobs range of outcomes at all. Like, so I mean, both Bijan and Taylor was a wish casting play based on what we want. No, I don't, I, I'm do. not, I'm not letting yeah, him get and, away and, with and this that they're, 20, and that they're young and they're talented. 24 right? touches for Jonathan. And our job, I'm not the, letting you guys get Our job as DFS one. is to play what they're doing. It's not what we think they should be doing. Like the assumption of rational coaching cannot be a thing. Like Zach Moss is getting those touches. Like until we see that workload shift, we shouldn't be playing him at this side. I mean, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill got more carries than Alvin Kamara today. Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking a W on Alvin <laughs> Kamara either. I feel like yeah. a freaking moron. I, I did I did not want to go to war without Alvin Kamara and that feels bad. We should actually talk about what we actually played. Oh, okay. So this is the team that I played. I did not swap Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary, and Josh Jacobs, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Demario Douglas, and the Giants defense. Nate Very had, professional team. Very professional team, Davis. Nate had at lock Jalen Hurts, Alvin Kamara, Bijan Robinson, Adam Thielen, McLaurin Douglas, Logan Thomas somehow, Devin Singletary, and the Packers defense that turned into a Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb swap. 
Sammy, you had Jalen I, I have both my teams in front of me. I can I can say them. Okay, go do so it. So I, I started off with Hertz at QB and then Kamara, Singletary, and Bijan. I mean, the Bijan thing, like I just we could spend the next 45 minutes talking about this so egregious. Um, but I went AJ Brown, McLaurin, Douglas. And the the way that I did this is I went down to Bellinger at tight end. I was just like, you know what? Like David Njoku is not going to give me the blade. What I really want to do is have Hertz and I want to have AJ Brown and I want to have Kamara. Like I want those guys and I can still have the chalk three running backs, uh, the chalk three quarterbacks. I can still have Singletary, this and that. And so the last, like I said, the last decision was Bijan and the, and the Packers versus Jonathan Taylor and the Giants. And I just said, you know what? Like I I feel pretty similarly about Bijan and, and Taylor and I actually think the Packers are a way better. I don't even get. I don't even. Oh, I was like looking at your lineup, not understanding where the salary I was came just from. Two v two of you, Sammy. So, but then, but then I realized you didn't have you didn't have Jacobs or Jonathan Taylor, Sammy. No, I did not, and I didn't have Njoku. And Njoku scores a touchdown, and I'm just like, oh shit. And Bijan doesn't do anything, and I'm like, oh shit. And Kamara and doesn't do anything. Snaps. It was tilting. It was, it was, it was so, I mean, literally Kamara was the third guy to, to touch the ball. Like Taysom got a, got, got stuff before him. Uh, Williams got stuff before him. I was like, what the shit is going on? And so what I ended up doing was swapping out Hertz and Brown and Bellinger. And I put in Dak and CD and Ferguson complete smash show. Like easy so, game. Sam, I was just but, a two V two of you at lock. I just had Thielen and Thomas over, uh, Bellinger and Brown. You you do understand how bad that is, right? Like I don't. He doesn't no, with hurt. No, I don't. I don't. I, he, I think the Steelin run out. I think the Steelin <laughs> run out makes you're us, like you, it's you, like one dust ball tight end versus another dust ball tight end, and you choose it. And so it's I, like, I am, of course, I you get AJ Brown over Thielen. It's insane. It is. It is actually insane, bro. I mean, you got to put these guys next to each other. It's like Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve. It's just like. AJ Brown is the beastiest motherfucker that has ever stepped foot on a football field. And Adam Thielen is this... gives me the exposure to Brown that I would have wanted. And no, that, that is, Nate, that, that's not what it does, Nate, 70, because everybody look, has hurts too. You look $7,500 Adam Thielen in the face and just made out with that motherfucker. You were like, that is what it's. It, I didn't look, I made a lot of mistakes in my career. I, I am, I am not a professional DFS player. I will, I'll make, I made mistakes this week. I'll make mistakes next week. But dude, come on. $7,500 Adam Thielen. Yeah, you got to zoom just, out, I man. couldn't, I bear, I didn't even play him when he was 6,700. I, I was just like, I'm not paying that. That is too, like. Well, that was a mistake. I mean, you had take lock and you didn't realize that he was getting the workload. That, okay, that but when he's priced, but when he is priced in the same stratosphere as like legit the best guys in the game and it's a matter of a defense 2v2, you just cannot be going to war with adam thielen yeah that's it's really bad nate it's really bad you gotta you gotta you gotta take the L, dude he was seven hundred dollars less than cd lamb he was seven hundred dollars less than cd and this is this it's actually tilting me that nate's stubbornness actually let him get there because he was so dusted from Bijan and kamara yeah. That no, I got- feel way worse about my running back choices than I do. I don't think Thielen 
I, I don't think Thielen, like Thielen looks awful right now, but I don't think Thielen going into lock was that bad. But I do. I mean, are you not taking the L? The, no, the people are shocked. Lock, I'm taking my L at running back. I'm not taking my L at wide receiver. I'll, I'll tell you this. Thielen. I'm actually mad that I swapped and won. I would have rather lost so that you could have lost. Like that's how bad it is and unfair it is that you won money today. The the listeners right now are straight up like he can't keep getting away with this with Nate. Just like the guy, <laughs> the guy shows up with dog shit three weeks in a row and late swaps onto the stone nuts. I mean, late swapping onto the nuts is supposed to be my thing, dude. Like I didn't not- swap last week, did I? I think it was no, it was two weeks ago. I didn't last week I was dust. It, okay. Well, we 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 had the Kelsey swap two weeks yeah. ago. Two weeks, Two weeks ago. ago was the Kelsey swap. Last week, I had all of my players locking. Late That's right, and you were tilting. You were tilting the whole time when I swapped to 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 Purdy yes. because <laughs> I played Lamar freaking Jackson. We got four rushing yards. Purdy and Kittle. Okay, so the the I think a couple interesting things here. So the first is why why did I not play Kamara? You guys both had Kamara. It's a couple things. One really actually really related to the uh, the Theon thing, which is dude's eighty one hundred. I mean, it's the highest price tag he's been since he was capital A, capital K, Kamara. I thought he really didn't project that differently than any of the guys people were playing. Did I think he was two and a half points better than Jacobs. I think that he was uh, like, like two again, two and a half points better than Jonathan Taylor. So I felt pretty comfortable just playing those guys. And my logic was basically like, okay, if Kamara gets 30, he will kill me. But if he gets 22, I'm pretty confident in Jacobs and JT matching that. And also, Kamara has not been efficient at at all. He's just no, been, he's so he's 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 legitimately dusty. I I mean, he's not he's not dust like Tony Pollard. You want to you want to look at a, a guy who's like actually dust. Tony Pollard is is ten of ten dust. But Kamara has not been efficient. He is averaging like far and away a career low in um a, a career low in yards per attempt. He is averaging, I believe, a career low in yards per target, um, yards per reception, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, career low and all that stuff. So 4.4 yards per touch. He has only been below five in in one season ever before. And he was also scoring a bunch of touchdowns that season. So it's basically just like, okay, if I'm just playing a volume guy, I think Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs are basically going to get the same volume as Alvin Kamara. And more I, I don't know why we're putting Jacobs in the same bucket as Jonathan Taylor. Like, I feel like Jacobs's volume is way. Oh, I mean, I thought Jacobs was a, I thought Jacobs was a lock. I'm just saying those were the those were the guys I was deciding that those spots for. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan know. Taylor is is very similar to Bijan, and this runout makes it look like they're distinctly different. But Jacobs, to me, is the one who's distinctly. I don't different. think I don't think Bijan. I agree has with even Nate. Had anything close to Jonathan Taylor's passing volume? Like not even close. Who 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 Bijan? Are you kidding yeah, me? Jonathan Taylor's getting like four and a half targets per game. Buddy, Bijan, Bijan's Bijan's Bijan getting plenty of looks through the air. He had five targets that's last week. The only thing Bijan gets that's close to Taylor. Where Taylor yeah, I mean, paces Bijan is in his rushing efficient rushing. Yeah, rushing I, I I think the the knock on on Camara, and if you look at like his expected points and workload, like dude, it is like CMC yeah. levels. It is insane. But the one thing we got to look out for is we're, you know, super worried about, you know, Zach Moss taking away goal line carries from from Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, we're worried about Tyler Algier. We need to be worried about Taysom the Goat Hill because Taysom. Like legit, like legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is not a bit. I mean, Taysom Hill is a master scavenger 
And that's something we really, really, I, you know, it's like, ah, you know, they put Taysom in. Center. No, no, Taysom is like thing. legit scavenger. No, they're like building the whole plane out of it right now. It's, Honestly, I mean, you know why Kamara was jammed at 8,100 was because all the nerds played him last week and he got there. So when the guy gets there for you in cash the week before, it's very easy to just play him again. I, I don't mean, think it's just that's the fact that he legit has a 10 reception ceiling on DraftKings like no other running back gets his passing workload and so like he's game script proof from that perspective of like even if he gets behind like he still gets I I didn't think I didn't think Kamara was bad but I thought Taylor was in the same neighborhood and I thought Jacobs was a lock which I thought there was so I thought there was systemic risk with Jacobs just like with AOC starting it's like dude this team could fall apart yeah I mean turns turns out the systemic risk was on playing the fucking Giants defense (laughs) yeah yeah. I mean that was it look I know they projected okay but I think that was probably bad I I mean I don't know like I'll never scoff totally at a 2.3k defense but man like when you really like broke it down you're like they they could legit airball and and And, they kind of did and no they did they got negatives yeah, whereas like the Packers, like I I really like the Packers. It's like they're at home, they're against Ripon, like in Lambeau Field. Like that's just a, a game where the Rams almost have like no chance to score in many ways. Like the the Packers have it was it was a uh, one of Thorman's like big like uh, D line to O line mismatches, not like an elite one, but a really good one. It was just like you know they've been accruing a bunch of sacks. I was like, dude, I, I like Green Bay here. Uh, yeah. Okay. I want to talk about McLaurin because I tried to play every wide receiver, but McLaurin, I wanted to play Nico and I wanted to play Alave, both guys who I played in every tournament lineup. How much, how much were they? I know, I know Alave was, Alave was was 6,300. So I, well, actually you want to know what's sick was I would have played Kate Otten. I would have played $3,000 Kate Otten. Oh man. Would have been (laughs) really good, buddy. I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that. And then, um, to do Nico was actually the same price. So I could have just played Nico and I was just like, Uh, we are, we are mentally weak. Dude, I'll just do what the field does. You know, if the field is really this confident in Terry McLaurin, then I get, I mean, Terry McLaurin is not a cash game wide receiver, like at all, like doesn't profile like it is not an alpha. Like he will, he will lose red zone work to literally anyone. He is like, he's actually very similar to Alave. He, he is a deep threat who Alave is an alpha. Alave is, I don't know. He might be a fake. Alave Alave, might be a fake alpha. Yeah. He might be a fake alpha. He might be a fake alpha. Yeah. Yeah, I think Alave might be. He might be. I think, Um, I think Derek Carr just sucks, but like, you know, we, we, we saw that we saw the run out with, with freaking McLaurin today. It's just like, he was the wide receiver seven for Washington. The thing with McLaurin is that he's tied to a quarterback who right now, I mean, literally they're playing like it's Kansas city. I mean, yeah, they're letting Howell go and just, I mean, Howell's Howell has, from a passing volume standpoint, the highest in the, in, in the slate projection. Like it was, it was one of those things where it was like McLaurin just, even if he was not that like Houston has potential to just run the ball with, with Singletary 17 times and you wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Are, are we going to, where... are we going to, are we going to uh, uh, flagellate ourselves for just eating Devin Singletary chalk? Or is that even worth talking about? I, I mean, think he's... you had to play him. Yeah, I think yeah, he did. But... He made everything work. He's 4,300. Yeah, Everyone's playing him. It's just like, you, you can't really lose by playing Singletary. But of course, when we flip over our GPP lineups, yeah, I didn't none of us him. are going to have played Singletary except maybe yeah. Nate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, though, like, I, I don't think Terry McLaurin is that bad when you when you look at what 
Washington. I didn't, it's not. It's not that I think he was bad. It's just that I don't. I. It's like one of my least favorite things to do is to just match the field on the volatile mid-tier wide receiver like Zay Flowers last week. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of these guys, right? Like throughout yeah. our years doing this. Now Thielen is like kind of the opposite of that, where he was like a non-volatile guy who was like 4,500, and if you didn't pay him, you were just getting burnt up. But like these these high A dot guys, and like obviously the market is making the assumption that oh Curtis Samuel out. Well, the the uh, commies answered by four targets for Byron Pringle, four for Deami Brown, six for Jameson Crowder, two for John Bates, six for Logan Thomas. Like just like. Un- yeah. unbelievably tilted. Yo, congrats then, on those six Logan Thomas uh, targets, Nate. Well, I mean, that's why I, play, I, I played him because of the same Howell effect. It's essentially like, what Njoku got. The yeah, the I, best, the best, I thought the, the best play was Ferguson followed by Schultz, but I couldn't make it work without playing Bijan. And I just decided I was not playing Bijan. I was like, Jonathan Taylor's just a way better play. Now you're just. I don't want to talk about Bijan well, anymore. Well, but here's the thing. Lose. Here's the thing. Actually, not sharp because J- I, I think Ferguson, Bijan, outscored Njoku no, and Taylor. No, Is no, it not? No. Okay. No. All right. No, because well, they both scored. They both Dude, scored. Bijan put up like five points. Five point one, Nate. Put I played, some respect on his name. So I played in. I played Njoku who scored and got absolutely dusted by every tight end around him, got dusted by Ferguson, got giga dusted by Dalton Schultz. Like Dalton Schultz, I think had 35. Like he had like 10 for, he had like <laughs> 10 for 115 and two. Houston laid waste. Like my best, my best friend texted me in the middle of the day. Cause I'd played uh Stroud against him. He's just like, why is your team so bad that you played CJ Stroud? And I'm just like, taste my ass, bro. Like that, that guy can play. 10 for 130 and one. From Jesus. Yeah. Well, Ferguson, I, I mean, people, with... people played him. People played yeah. Schultz. Well, and tight, they end, tight end. I think tight end ownership was more distributed, evenly distributed this week than I've seen it in a long time. Oh, like, it's there super distributed. There yeah. I thought, anybody. I thought Ninjoku would be like mega chalk just because he projected so well. But I think the thing you need to take into account with the projections is like with tight ends are so freaking volatile. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a, a really high valued tight end in the projections is just going to be way more volatile that projection than like a really high wide receiver. Like that's just how it's going to be. So like you are allowed to to get off that and be like, oh, yeah, I'm playing a bad value tight end. Like you're talking about like per- tenths of a point that like separate them, you know? Yeah. Well, did, I wouldn't say did, they're more, did, did they're either more of you, volatile. I would say did, that their their floor is lower. It doesn't necessarily like the volatility of some of these higher price guys. The CD has a legit like a fifty point distribution. Like tight ends don't. So I would say wide receivers are actually more volatile. It's just that they're well. The, sure. the, the good, good way to put the it. Ba- the bands are tighter. Yeah, but I mean, also, well, it's harder for tight ends to meaningfully separate from their position where at the wide receiver position, it's much easier. Yes. Yeah, I guess guess what I'm saying is if you look at a site like ETR, whose projections will give you like a value rating, right? That value rating is super like not trustworthy because just like one catch or, you know, four tenths of a point in projection can totally swing that value rating when you're talking about like a thirty five hundred dollar player or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Where a wide receiver, if you're that high in the value rating, it's probably baked in by like 30 something yards. And, you know, right. Exactly. Where you can fudge the projections and still it's not as fragile. Exactly. I mean, Ferguson, Ferguson could have had the bonus. He had, uh, he had 10 targets, seven for 91 and a touchdown. He had a drop. 
He had another touchdown in the bag where the guy held him, so he didn't get the touchdown. I mean, he could add an even bigger day, like by far. I mean, Logan Thomas was the highest owned tight end. I did not expect that at all. Was he really? Yeah, it was no, Logan and Joku and Joku was. No, in, uh, in the $25 double, Logan Thomas was 16, uh, 16.3 and Joku was 15.4. Oh, wow. I thought, I, I thought, honestly, I thought that's what I had pulled up. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's, I, I, I just, I was windmilling getting in a Joku touchdown and then it turned out it like literally didn't matter. <laughs> I know. I, well, I was sitting here and I'm like, well, you know, I'm fine going down to Bellinger because there's like, and Joku never gives you the blade. He's like Evan Ingram. Like well, maybe, he kind of well. gave he kind of gave people the blade last week. Four for seventy-seven and one last week. Yeah, yeah. But that was without Watson. I actually was nervous with with Njoku. I played Njoku in tournaments, but I was nervous about him. No, no, I I agree. Watson, I agree. I was I was all over Watson in tournaments and wanted zero exposure to the Browns in cash. Yeah. Uh. All right. Do we got do we got anything else interesting? For cash. No, I mean just just wrap it up that you know we played bad and we swapped and we got there. No, I like, didn't. I didn't play bad. I played good. I I don't. I feel that my lineup at lock and at yeah, you didn't play freaking Bijan Robinson. You played Josh Jacobs and you you were sharp. Like how yeah. how you, unlike, Sammy, we 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 played really bad. Correct. How correct. unlike me to play the old dusty Josh Jacobs instead of the young fun Bijan Robinson. Like, and how and unlike how unlike me? Nate. I mean, this is really. Really a tough day for Nate's brand. I'm, I'm going to have to look in the mirror and yeah. do some reevaluation. Okay. Um, now, I could do the fun thing and talk about my CJ Stroud team that did all right, but it's actually not that fun because, like, who gives a shit, you know? It's like everyone everyone gets it. Uh, yeah. So I, what I want to do is I want to talk about one of my really terrible teams because I think it's pretty illustrative of something that I do wrong. And I just, I got to stop doing this. Um, let's see here. Let's, I got two that were really bad, but one was more illustrative. Okay. Not this one. I did uh, the, my high stake stuff was all either not high stake single entry. So it was all either Stroud, Hertz or Lamar. And I think the Lamar, I, one, I think it's illustrative of why you should be trying to find non-elite quarterback teams because you just have to make bad plays when you make those teams not bad plays but thin plays and i just i keep doing this and i gotta stop doing it so this was in the big red zone lamar jackson eight percent owned feeling good about that mark andrews five percent owned feeling good about that i played jonathan taylor on every team good i like that that was good process i thought i really like jonathan taylor think he's got a lot of volume. He got 24 touches. think he's efficient. He was not efficient at all today, actually. I also played Bijan Robinson on 100% of my tournament teams today. That was not strong. good. That was not good. That was not strong. Because I think a guy like Bijan, you ideally want him to be more kind of like 10 to 15%, kind of like, kind of like when Swift was good before Swift turned into Josh Jacobs. And now Bijan's like 20, 25%. The market is like... It's such 2023 DFS stuff, right? Like this guy that doesn't project that well is just like totally jammed. As I mentioned, I played a lave on every team. Felt pretty good. Like, oh, get the touchdown. Now nah, four for 46. I, I would do that one again, though. The lave play I thought was really strong. Yeah. He's dude, he's in the dome. Like, what happened to the Saints? Yeah. Like Michael Thomas played... got one target. Olave didn't get that much. Kamara didn't get that much. Like, what happened? Derek Carr. Yeah, 
Taysom. I mean, honestly, Taysom is actually what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he's just this giant planet with all this gravity that sucks all the fantasy points into it and leaves pretty, everything around it. It's pretty it insane does. that like literally their offense is running more efficiently with all of those wide receivers that you just mentioned when they're not playing like that and they're actually doing these dumb gadgety plays with Taysom Hill. Their offense is more efficient. They're more likely to score touchdowns when they do stuff like that versus just running an efficient play. Like, because Taysom's a goat. Guys, Irv Smith Jr. just scored in the Sunday night football game. Would have been, wow. been, been nice about a month ago. Would have been nice about a month ago. Um, okay, so to continue, this this is the shit that I did was dumb in this lineup because I was so adamant on playing Alave and Nico in every lineup. I was like, that's going to be my brand this week. I'm playing Alave and Nico in every lineup. Well, when you have Mark Andrews and when you have these 6K running backs and you have an 8K quarterback, that means you're doing shit like playing Jackson Smith and Jigba at 1.4% owned as the bring back again. I like literally say this every goddamn week on this show. I'm like the bring backs, the Sims don't really like them. You're playing these really thin plays. Well, guess what? He was thin. He got 12 points. He, he didn't, he didn't win anything for you. And then I, I played Trey Palmer on this lineup. The Palmer thing I don't feel that bad about because Demario Douglas was like 50% owned in single entry stuff. And Trey Palmer is like actually the he's like Rashid Shahid, but on the Buccaneers, he gets like three targets a game, but they're all a bazillion yards down the field. But the the JSN play, I'm like, dude, you just got to stop playing two super thin wide receivers on these teams. You can play one, but you can't be playing multiple wide receivers four thousand dollars and below in these teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just lowers your ceiling of that overall lineup so much. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And actually, I'll talk about my team because I did something kind of similar. Uh, by the way, Nico Collins, very tilting this game. I mean, Jesus, they scored what, like 77 points, something like that. 76 points. Nico Collins did good, uh, but his uh, prize picks line was 56 and a half. And it's uh, almost like Nico Collins is not like the alpha on that team. It's almost like Tank Dell is. Not Tank Dell had like four yards last week. I'm not, I'm not letting you get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but but also no. three rushes. So and he yeah. had two more rushes today. They, a lot of gadgets. Tank Dell, tank. They want the ball in Tank's hands. Yeah. Nico Nico is the Nico is the downfield guy. Tank is like the possession guy. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's the new Evans and Godwin. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's see. Yeah. Um, so I actually only played one tournament team this week. I was, it was a really busy week for me. Didn't have a ton of time to put stuff together. So I really didn't go that hard. I just put one entry in the spy and, uh, I ended up swapping because it had Bijan Robinson in it. (laughs) So it was really similar. It, it, It was, it was like, it was a Hertz and Brown bringing it back with CD lamb. Right. And then it was Taylor and Robinson at running back, uh, Ferguson. Oh no. Uh, the Packers defense. It was really similar to my cash team actually. Um, but what I did is I played both Brown and CD lamb. And then I played Demario Douglas, which is terrible in tournaments probably. And I also played uh, another low priced wide receiver, Jamison Crowder at 3,400. Not great. Mm-hmm. Not great. No, so no, I I get the Crowder theory. It's the same thing as the the Trey Palmer thing, except in the reverse. You're hoping Trey, you're hoping Jameson Crowder gets seven receptions for fifty three yards and a touchdown. I guess he got a long touchdown last week. You know, made a good play, put some good stuff on tape. 
thought thought maybe he'd repeat it. Um, that was all bad. So I ended up swapping to Dak and Ferguson uh, at tight end. Um, and uh, this team ended up scoring 159 points and ended up uh, doubling the money. So, yeah, nice, nice little swap. The, the Dak uh, Ferguson swap made me a lot of money today. So congratulations nice. to me. All right. Uh, this is where Nate comes in with the uh, Elijah Moore, David and Joku, uh, <laughs> Trey McBride. <laughs> if if this team doesn't have Elijah Moore in it, I'll be goddamn. <laughs> I know. There's no, it's 100% it has Elijah Moore. Well, do, should I do my Elijah Moore one? I mean, I do. <laughs> no, I, okay. So literally almost, I, almost all of my tournament teams were uh, Watson stacks. So Jesus uh, Christ. my main one, my main one was in the red zone. Um, and uh, so I had Watson, uh, Cooper, uh, and Joku with Jerome Ford uh, with no bring back. Um, and then I uh, did kind of a mini correlation of uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Patriots D and uh, Terry McLaurin. Cause I really wanted exposure. I thought there was going to be a ton of passing volume in the, uh, Washington, New England game, I thought like I could get the McLaurin workload, but still get Patriots D like the sacks and things like that. And it would actually just be a game where they would be, you know, how old pass 50 times. So um, yeah, I mean this, it worked out. Uh, And then I had Josh Jacobs and um, AJ Brown um, as well. Cause I knew I was so far. Why? Okay. Just why Deshaun Watson on every team? Yeah, why why Deshaun Watson? Because when I was like looking at the slate, like I was like, this is the game that I want to attack. And I think that I know Deshaun is not going to be owned. And I thought Amari Cooper had a massive ceiling. Uh, So I had literally 100% Amari Cooper. Uh, Every team was was built with either Njoku or Ford or... Man, did fucking Amari Cooper bring it or what? I mean, that guy is balling his ass off this year. Yeah. So I had, yeah, I, I mean, I had a good day in tournaments pretty much. I mean, I think I had like three main teams and they all either tripled or, or more. So, uh, yeah, it was a good, and then I had one Sam Powell team. I've, I've been playing these CJ Stroud teams and obviously I played them all with Nico. So I like, didn't have a good sweat or anything today, but uh, sadly like Stroud is he's now after this performance, he's going to go into that bucket of guy who just gets to, he's 8% every week. Like it's, it's yeah, over. He's like just going to have a floor. Yeah. yeah but just even like, at 8%, you can still play. You can still oh, play sure. with, yeah. If, as long as you like, especially in these smaller entry fields, like when you just correlate the game, it, you end up so different. You end up so different. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people who just like completely onslaughted that game just yeah, printed, just smashed. And this the thing is, the, is like this when is you get off bringbacks and, and you just, I mean, I don't think I had any bringbacks this week. This is the team that won the big red zone. CJ Stroud at 7%, Bijan Robinson at 20%, Rashad White at 9%, Amari, uh, un, un, uncorrelated, double stack with Nico and Tank, bring back with Cade, CD in the flex, and Falcons defense. Now that's interesting. Wait, they had Rashad White too, so they had a double bring back. 
double bring back, double stack, double, double bring, bring back, back, double stack. So yeah, I mean that's just correlate the game. Like that's just go after it and onslaught the whole game. It just it just it it does make it uh it does make it so much easier um to set up lineups, right? Like it just you just you're literally just it's so simple. Uh but if you're double stacking and double bring backing, that fills in five spots of your lineup, right? Yeah. So it's just like And then you can <laughs> just fill out with chalk. And then you can yeah. just literally go who's best who's the best plays left because you know you have uniqueness in the rest of your lineup. Yeah. It's uh I I don't know. I mean, I've then been doing so much thinking about this. I've been doing more of the pick four guys that you really like pick three guys you really like as one-offs and then kind of build everything around them. And uh, obviously no sweats, no sweats this year. Well, one I've had, I had one, I had one week with, uh, with a decent sweat, the the first a chain week when he was only like 8% owned. I used to do that. I used to go like, who are my individuals and the one-offs? But I think especially unless you're playing these massive fields, the one-offs aren't what separate you. It's it's like getting the correlated. Yeah, it's the correlation. Like, yeah, and so to me, I think it's less about the one-offs, and that's what I used to focus on all the time is the one-offs. But I was like, that's that's how you win the millionaire maker. That's not how you win, you know, the spy, the red zone, these these single. Well, winning winning the spy in the red zone is different than winning the millionaire maker. You need to be doing different things. Like they're yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, with the, the millionaire maker, you that just... you're spending time on is is the millionaire maker strategy of like. Just get these one-offs that all hit and you hit the nuts and there's no correlate. And it's just like Yahtzee, you know? But yeah, I think if you're trying to build in these smaller fields, correlate. Yeah. Uh all right, guys. Let's get out of here. Good show. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that we're done joshing Nate to the people next week. Just like Nate feels feels confident doesn't swap and just gets the absolute blade in i don't even know who plays next week i mean this slate i was not looking forward to playing this slate Dude, this, this was, was like a the, gross slate yeah when you're it was, looking it was at like one of the worst. yeah yeah it was it, terrible yeah it was really tough but hopefully next week nate shows up with uh you know tj hawkinson again and yeah well he plays we'll it, we'll uh, he plays back. he plays uh josh dobbs's tight end and he plays bryce young's number one wide receiver at uh 7200 he's like dude discount from last week feeling light work <laughs> gotta get him in <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're getting out of here thanks for listening we'll be back soon bye bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.